Audio 2.1 Conversation 1 You know what I'd love to do one day? What's that? I'd love to go to Peru and walk the Inca Trail. You know, the path that takes you from the Amazon rainforest through the Andes Mountains to Machu Picchu, the lost city of the Incas. Oh, I'd love to go to Machu Picchu. Apparently, the views are absolutely stunning. Not sure about the trek, though. Sounds like hard work to me, trekking up and down mountains with all your baggage. You'd have to be really fit. That's all part of the challenge. Hmm. And then you'd have to camp in tents with very basic facilities. It's not really my thing. I'm not very good at roughing it. I like life's little luxuries. Oh, come on. You need to be more adventurous. Step out of your comfort zone. It's really good for you sometimes, you know. Yes, I guess you're right. Conversation 2 If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Mm, Antarctica. Antarctica? Yes. Antarctica. Because, well, because it's so different from anywhere else in the world. I'd like to experience being in a completely remote environment with nothing else around. I'd like to see the penguins in their natural habitat. I'd like to see the icebergs in all their different shapes and colours. <laughs> what? Wouldn't you like to see an iceberg with your own eyes? It would be a breathtaking sight. Yes, of course I would. It's just the cold weather that doesn't appeal to me that much. Don't be silly. You'd be wearing a special thick coat. It wouldn't be that bad. And anyway, it'd be really interesting to experience the extreme conditions the Antarctic explorers had to face. Yes, it would. For a minute. Conversation 3 a place I'd really like to go to on holiday this year is Istanbul. Have you ever been? To Istanbul? No, but it sounds wonderful, with all those magnificent historic buildings, like the Blue Mosque and the Royal Palaces. Yeah, I'd love to see those. And it would be great just to wander around the old streets and soak up the atmosphere. Oh, that sounds brilliant. Wasn't Istanbul a European city of culture a few years ago? Yes, it was. So it's become quite a popular destination now. I imagine it gets quite touristy in the summer, so it's probably best to go out of season. Yeah, true. So will you learn some Turkish before you go? I'm sure I'll learn a few phrases. But actually, I quite like the idea of going somewhere I don't speak the language. It kind of adds to the adventure, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Well, if you need a traveling companion, let me know. Audio 2.2 Henry Box Brown was born a slave in 1816 in Virginia. 
From the age of 15, he worked at a tobacco factory. His owner, a man named William Barrett, treated him kindly in comparison to some slave owners. Brown received payment for the work he did, and, unlike other slaves, he didn't suffer physical abuse. But his was a different kind of suffering. In 1836, when Brown was in his early 20s, he fell in love with a young woman named Nancy, who was owned by a different master. In order to get married, they needed both masters' agreement. Both gave their permission, and Nancy's master also agreed that he wouldn't sell her to another owner, as this might lead to the couple's separation. The two got married and lived in their own house. They had three children together and were expecting another, when one day Nancy's master broke his promise, and she and the children were sold to a slave owner in North Carolina. Brown asked his master, Barrett, to help, but was told, you can get another wife. The next morning, Nancy and the children were marched through the streets with 350 other slaves. Brown held his wife's hand for four miles until the slaves were herded into wagons for their journey to North Carolina. They never saw each other again. This terrible loss made Brown determined to escape slavery, and one day he came up with the idea of mailing himself to freedom in a box. With the assistance of two friends, he contacted the anti-slavery organization in Philadelphia and made arrangements for them to receive the package. He asked another friend, who was a carpenter, to build him a box that was three feet long, two and a half feet deep, and two feet in width. On the outside, Brown painted, right side up with care, and squeezed himself inside. Brown had water in the box and breathing holes, but the 27-hour journey, during which he traveled on three trains, two boats, and three road wagons, was horrendous. At one point, he almost died after he had been sitting in an upside-down position for several hours. Amazingly, he survived the journey, and after he arrived in Philadelphia, he was free. He became a member of the anti-slavery movement. Also, because of the extraordinary courage and determination that he had shown, his story became famous, and the box itself became a symbol of the injustice of slavery. Audio 2.3 Anxious Bitter Delighted Disorientated Down Furious Hurt
miserable, petrified, puzzled, relieved, satisfied, tense, terrified. Audio 2.4 Hello and welcome to the programme. This morning we're talking about one of the hottest new trends in travel, learning holidays. Ilana Cantor is senior editor of the travel magazine Escape and she's here to give us her selection of the most interesting and unusual learning holidays that are on offer today. Welcome, Alana. Thanks for having me. So, some people, when you say the words learning holiday, they're going to think, boring. But that's not the case at all, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. They're not boring at all. Nowadays, there are so many interesting learning vacations that you can go on. Like, for example. Audio 2.5 Understanding different accents There are many regional accents in both North America and Britain. Below, are some of the most important general differences between standard North American English and standard British English. One of the most noticeable differences is the pronunciation of O. In North American English, O often sounds like R or R. For example, not and strong. In contrast to British English, not and strong. Some words with R in standard British English are pronounced with air in North American English. For example, ask and ant. In contrast to British English, ask and aunt. In North American English, T often sounds like D in the middle of words. For example, water and rider. In North American English, R is always pronounced. For example, car. In standard British English, it is generally pronounced before a vowel. For example, career. Audio 2.6 1. Castle 2. Arm 3. Rocket 4. Learning 5. 
matter. 6. Got. 7. Falconry. Audio 2.7 1. No, not at all. No, not at all. 2. You've got a chance to train. You've got a chance to train. 3. What an incredible opportunity. What an incredible opportunity. 4. Have you ever wanted to go to space camp? Have you ever wanted to go to space camp? 5. I'm more of a water person. I'm more of a water person. Audio 2.8 1. You get a little certificate. You get a little certificate. 2. One of the hottest new trends in travel. One of the hottest new trends in travel. 3. Where did you learn to surf? Where did you learn to surf? 4. I read about it on the internet. I read about it on the internet. Audio 2.9 Go on, like, for example, last fall I did a falconry course at Ashford Castle in Ireland. It's so incredible. You're walking through the grounds of this historic castle, which dates all the way back to 1228, with this huge bird perched on your arm. <laughs> Amazing! Yeah, it's magical. You feel like you're in a Harry Potter film. <laughs> yeah. But isn't it a bit dangerous? No, not dangerous at all. The Falcons are well-trained, so it's super, super safe. I love that one. So what's next on your list of recommendations? Well, if you ever wanted to go to space camp as a child but never got the chance, then this one might be for you. The Adult Space Academy at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Alabama, USA, holds three-day courses that give you a taste of what it's like to train as an astronaut. So you're taught how to launch and land a space shuttle, and, using flight simulator machines, you get to experience the conditions of low gravity 
And you get to have a go at moonwalking. <laughs> Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it does, right? <laughs> and the cost of the course includes accommodation in the Space Center, where you share small rooms with up to seven people. So you really get the full astronaut experience.、Mm, sounds wonderful. So tell us about the last learning holiday on your list. Well, this one is really quite unusual. In Rome, Italy, there's actually a gladiator school. <laughs> Seriously? I know, crazy, isn't it? You've got a chance to train and experience what it was like to fight as a gladiator. It's kind of like a martial arts workout. You engage in hand-to-hand -hand combat with your instructors, and they give you the full Roman outfit. So you're wearing the tunic, the belt, the sandals. The instructors are from the historic group of Rome, and at the end, you get a little certificate saying that you've completed your course. Thank you so much for coming in, Alana. These sound like fun and rewarding learning holidays. Audio two point ten. Conversation one. Jamie. Have I ever told you about the camping experience we had in France? <laughs> Don't think so. No. No. Okay. Well, this happened about ten years ago when the kids were really young.、Mm. We'd been camping in the south of France in our camper van, and we were on our way home. We booked into a campsite outside Paris. You know, just for one night to break up the long journey. Uh huh. Anyway, we reached the suburbs of Paris at about three in the morning. The kids were fast asleep in the back.、Mm. I was driving, and Liz was reading the map. <laughs> This was in the days before satnav, of course. <laughs> But Liz was doing a rubbish job of navigating, and we kept on getting lost. I'm not surprised. At three in the morning. Yeah. Well. Anyway, I was getting more and more annoyed with her, and in the end, she threw the map at me and said, "Okay, you find the campsite," and then fell asleep. <laughs> Hmm. Oh. So I carried on driving for a bit, but I was feeling pretty exhausted. So when I saw a big empty car park by the side of the road, I thought, "Forget the campsite. I'll just park here for the night." Anyway, next morning I woke up. Suddenly, I could hear children's voices. Lots of them talking, shouting, laughing. I thought, "What on earth is going on?" So I got up. Opened the door and <laughs> you'll never guess what I saw. What? Hundreds of children staring at me.、Uh, you know what I'd done? I'd parked in a school playground. Oh no! <laughs> you must have been so embarrassed. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> so I threw on my clothes, jumped into the driver's seat, and made a very quick exit. Oh, that is hilarious! <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds funny now, but it wasn't so funny at the time. I can tell you. <laughs> Conversation two. Sabrina. Did you hear about my recent travel nightmare? No. What happened? Well, I was going to Mumbai for a work conference. This was about a month ago now. I had to get up at four in the morning to get the coach to the airport. Anyway, 
About half an hour into the coach journey, we got stuck in a traffic jam. What? At that time of the morning? Yeah. Well, apparently, there'd been an accident on the motorway ahead of us. A lorry had turned over. So, we were crawling along and I was beginning to get a bit nervous about missing my flight. Anyway, we ended up getting to the airport about an hour late. So, I ran to the check-in desk and got there just as it was closing. Then, I dashed to security control and, just my luck, there was a massive queue there. By now, I was getting seriously stressed about missing the flight. And then, to make matters worse, they decided to search my hand luggage. Anyway, I then ran through to the departure lounge and you're not going to believe this. What? The flight had been cancelled. No way! Yup! Technical problems with the aircraft, apparently. So, to cut a long story short, I had to wait in the airport for nine hours before the next flight to Mumbai. Nine hours just waiting and with very little information about what was going on. Sounds awful. It was. But that isn't the end of the story. You're joking. What else could possibly go wrong? Oh no, don't tell me. They lost your luggage? Yup, you guessed it. You can't be serious. Totally serious. They lost my luggage. Just for a day, but still... Very inconvenient. I bet you were furious. I was absolutely furious. Did you complain? I certainly did. Audio 2.11 1 I'm not surprised. 2. You must have been so embarrassed. 3. I bet you were furious. 4. You're kidding. 5. That is hilarious. 6. You can't be serious. Audio 2.12 1. A. You're kidding! B. You're kidding. 2. A. That's hilarious. B. That's hilarious. 3. A. I bet you were furious. B. I bet you were furious. Audio 2.13 1. Vacation 2. Restroom 3. Sidewalk
Four. Travel trailer. Five. Truck. Six. Trunk. Seven. Garbage. Eight. Gasoline.